I'm Fred McMurray. It's Thursday, and today we have a special episode for Pride Month of All right, Kristen, we are here on Pillars of Franchising with three very special guests to help us celebrate Pride Month. Um, uh, we've got, I know, we're so excited. It's, it's going to be a fun show with a lot of important um, information about Pride and franchising. Um, we've got Paul Pickett from Wild Birds Unlimited. We've got Mark Jameson from Propelled Brands. And we've got Cassidy Ford from FRM Solutions. So everybody, welcome to the show. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Happy Pride. Yeah. Happy Pride. Happy yeah. Pride. <laughs> so to start it off, I, I just think it's, um, since we said happy Pride, I think it's important to discuss why we have a Pride Month. Why is that important, both um, culturally in your business? Why is it important that we celebrate Pride Month? And how does that impact you um, in terms of what you're doing with your, with your work roles? Paul, you want to start us off? Sure, sure. <laughs> I, I just think it's important to... Whenever you have a community that maybe has not been widely embraced and accepted, uh, those people who are accepting it need to promote that. And what it will do is create additional acceptance and embracing of that community from others. And both Cassidy and Mark have probably heard me say this a million times. I mean, won't it be nice when we don't need a Pride Month because nobody cares and people will say, oh, remember the day when we cared about that? Remember the day when we cared? People had to, really, Black Lives Matter? Well, of course. Why would you even have to say that? That's just like saying air is transparent, right? I mean, <laughs> oh. And yep. so, you know, I've always thought that the goal is to be is to have the IFA's Pride Council, Pride Month to be obsolete because mm -hmm. it was a, a an old-fashioned time when anyone was on the outside. I think that's awesome. I really love that analogy. That's where I guess we get the humans are humans, right? Like, does it really matter? Yeah. Well, good for you. And I think it's important in, in business um, to celebrate the fact that all that all are welcome and that's not and you know we're in franchising so we want to make sure that the lgbtq plus community the black community women um what whatever what whatever the you know race nationality gender sexual orientation none of it matters everyone's welcome and we want to serve everybody and we want everyone to be inclusive and included love it Mark, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly share the thoughts that Paul does. And, and uh, you know, what's exciting about, I think, Pride Month is it is acknowledgement for, in our company, we have a, a fairly good amount of LGBT franchisees. We have a number of LGBTQ employees. Um, and so I think it's as important for them as well to feel welcomed and a part of something. And uh, I agree with Paul it would be great maybe someday if we didn't, although I don't know that we'll ever not celebrate it. I think celebrating it uh, 
uh, is great and, and appreciate where, where we've gotten. There's still a long way to go, right? And I think that both when, when Paul and I created the Pride Council, which I know we'll talk about later, I think it was for us both, you know, we're, I'm going to put Paul in a spot a little bit too. We're both a different generation and, you know, was not in a generation where anything was welcome. Um, and so it's nice now to see the embrace when we launch it and you see people coming forward. I don't, we don't, the good news about most people of any group that has been affected by society or anything is that you, you, you want to welcome everybody. So it isn't just about uh, the LGBTQ community. It is about allies. And I know we're going to talk about that. And it's about other groups of minorities and people with mental health issues. And as we created a diversity inclusion council at Fast Signs, that's what we really learned is like, wow, this, this is broad. And yeah, I want to talk about pride, but somebody else might want to talk about anti-Semitism or something like that. And I hope that Pride Month um, and every other month that recognizes affected groups at least starts the conversation. Um, I don't think hate will ever go away. It hasn't in the history of the country. Um, but I do hope that when people realize, and you hear this a lot, that my friend, my neighbor, my boss, my son, my child are members of those community, then I think it's harder to hate. And I hope this at least opens up the conversation. And that to me is what Pride Month means um, and why I think it's so important to, to proudly carry the flag and celebrate Pride as well as celebrate every other uh, Black History Month and every other month that to me is a group that, you know, all those groups have been similarly affected in different ways, so. Yeah. Let me ask you, in starting the um, council, have you found, or what have you found, uh, has been the reaction of this huge community of franchise owners? You know, it's interesting, Kristen. I was, uh, we were excited. Uh, it was a, a very diverse group. We made sure we had representations from virtually uh, every community we could find within our network. Um, and what surprised me was there were people who actually texted me directly and said, why are you doing this? Are you being forced to do this? Is this a, you know, is this a PR thing? And I'm like, no, it's like, we want to celebrate those communities that are an important part of our franchise. You have employees in these groups, right? And so I would say, generally speaking, certainly the management of the company and everybody else was well embracing, including our CEO, Catherine Monson, who is the former chair of the IFA. But there were franchisees who just were like, why are you doing this? And I have to admit, I looked at it and thought, this is 2021. Somebody why, actually why has a problem. Why would this be a negative? I'm not taking away anything from you. I'm not saying you have less rights or I have more rights. Yeah. I just want everybody to have equal rights. So. It, it did surprise me. And I had franchisees, very, some strong franchisees that texted me directly. Um, knowing that I'm a member of the LGBTQ community, I don't necessarily wave the flag in my office, but I don't hide it either. Exactly. I talk about my partner openly and everything else. So, but generally it was very well received. Um, we talked about it. Uh, we introduced it at our convention in February of this year. The Pride Council was on stage. They talked about why it was important. Um, and so I would say most people were embracing, but I was surprised that there were folks that just don't understand it. And, um, and I guess I shouldn't at this, at this stage of life. 
but you also find it sorry chris i i find it interesting that people in leadership of businesses would assume that they don't have members of different communities working for them or don't care right maybe it's that they don't care i don't know most people are going to have a member of almost every community working for them if you get to a certain size of business they just might not be forthcoming because they don't feel warmth coming from the leaders so and even if it's not that person doing. working for them, what if it's their son or daughter who yeah, is, exactly. and now they want to feel like, boy, this is a community that welcomes even my children as an employer, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Well, and sometimes, you know, we talk a lot about um, longevity and, and culture within our businesses, right? And so part of having an open culture and an authentic group of employees means that people want to share and they want to talk with people. And maybe, you know, one of my employees is going through this with their children and they want to have somebody else that they can relate to and talk to about it because that's kind of like therapy. And, you know, we, we had read a study and we talked about it a couple of shows ago about how um, it's harder for people to leave the job if they work with their friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I'm like you, I'm dumbfounded when you have business owners and some of them wildly successful from the perspective mm-hmm. of, you know, cash, we'll call it that, right? You know, society, perhaps not so much, obviously from this conversation, but that are blind to what we're really all about. And why not have your staff reflect the community that you're serving? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, uh, it's a sad commentary that you have to think that way, right? That somebody would actually ask the question when, they have customers a part of that community. And one of the things that we did talk when we launched the council about to our franchisees, and maybe it's, maybe it isn't the right approach, but uh, many in the diversity in council uh, said, no matter what group they're from is we need to let others know why it's important. Exactly to your point, Kristen, it's good to hiring new employees. It's good for retention of employees. It's good for business. And so if you can't get there because you don't want to love me because I'm gay or black or have mental health issues or any minority group, then recognize the fact that I'm probably good for your business um, (laughs) and I'm good for helping hire employees, which everybody's struggling with that challenge today. And putting up a wall of hate is not going to help you attract more employees. That's right. That's right. Cassie, what do you think about all this? Yeah, so I'm I'm here as an ally. Uh, it's something that's really near and dear to my heart. I grew up, I have a gay uncle. I lived with him and his partner for a while when I was in college, and I saw discrimination firsthand. And so now as I look in business, you know, I'm a woman, I have a disability, I struggle with mental health issues. I fall into those categories that you all are talking about where I really can relate, you know, Mark, you were, you were saying about the different celebration months, right? So this is my favorite time of year where you have women's history month, you have mental health awareness month, Tourette awareness month and pride month that are back to back to back. And my goal and what I see as something that has really, in my experience, wanted, it's caused more employee retention is when those companies aren't just rainbow washing or talking the talk and not walking the walk, but are truly investing in my community um, and the things that I care about um, during these months, right? And it shouldn't just be right now, it should be all year long. 
And uh, the idea, just as Paul was saying, is that it's something down the line that we can continue to celebrate, but that is just what it is. It's just, it's the norm. And I think that we're starting to get there, but um, definitely we were talking yesterday in a supplier workshop for the IFA about employer retention and about how uh, employers, franchisors, uh, suppliers, how the investment, the transparency, the communication, employee resource groups, the culture, all of that is so important in making your employees feel like you have a stake in them and then they have a stake in the company. And that really was kind of poignant to me, but um, yeah, as an ally, it's, it's, it's something that I see that in order to be an ally, I have to take action. It's, it's where I have to actively step in and speak up if something, if I see discrimination or, um, you know, who I'm supporting all of those things and play an active, it does play an active role in, in my business. Yeah. And, and what do you do in your business to help ensure that the teams that you work with, because you work with a lot of different teams, right? I do. That, that they are really creating that environment. It's interesting. And I work with a lot of different franchisors. So I see the different ways that the, the, these franchisors are approaching uh, Pride Month and, and celebrations of all different communities, uh, minorities. And I have thoughts sometimes. I have, I have some opinions sometimes about what's going on. And uh, I do choose to keep my opinions to myself uh, in large part, but I do try to educate where possible, uh, when possible, and make sure that my stance is also known, what I'm comfortable with and uncomfortable with. And I've seen that, I've seen ways in which that education piece or those, those really kind things have made an impact in the way that someone else is, someone else is behaving or speaking. So it's really subtle. It's just small things. Sometimes in business, there are lines that I think some people are um, comfortable and uncomfortable crossing, but in, you know, in my opinion, if I'm now sharing it, sometimes those lines need to be crossed. And, and that's, that becomes really important when you're dealing with other teams or clients. Absolutely. And Paul, you started the council, right, for IFA? Mark and I did. Uh, okay, yeah, both of together. you together. Yeah, Excellent. Yep, together. So what, with, with an associate at the IFA, Suzanne Beal, who's no longer with the IFA, but she was uh, our big advocate there, which is now, she's been replaced and we, we now fall under the diversity council. And so we've had a lot of support from the IFA. Awesome. And so when did you, you recently started this, right? Well, we, we did a big kickoff um, party along with FAN in um, September of 2019. And it was just a part, uh, you know, more of a party and a celebration that we've created this council with the support from so many people. Um, and we were um, overwhelmed at how many people showed up for this kickoff, this launch party. It was just amazing. The energy was great. And then we're like, okay. And unfortunately, because, you know, we couldn't get together and do anything at the 2020 IFA convention just because of the timing. 
And then that something happened in March of you fell know, February, March of 2020. <laughs> what um, was that again? Yeah, what was that? That thing that we all was that something in Indiana or was that worldwide? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that yeah. fake news? I don't know. <laughs> so we we sort of Mark and I had efforts and we made you know we had some meetings, we went out and um, communicated with some other LGBTQ plus business organizations, the Chamber of Commerce, the um oh who else did we meet with? We, oh, met, we met with several Equity Congress people. And yeah, yeah, Congress people as well that were supportive, yeah. like Chris Pappas and yeah. Yep. So we had we had some efforts and then we actually kind of got stalled a little bit, but we picked back up and we've had a couple meetings and we had a really good <laughs> webinar, educational seminar on what a company is doing to just improve all um, uh, DEI, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, equality and inclusion, sorry. And we're doing another uh, presentation webinar, educational webinar in this month. Um, just talking about how different brands approach the celebration and their own stance and how they tap into the opportunities. And yet also, I mean, it's franchising. So it is a little weird because guess what? We, while we license our brand and our best practices and we have very specific brand standards, our franchisees own their own business. Yes. So yes. Uh, talking about, you know, coming at it from different angles and yeah. pushing down, pulling up, how we manage that and what's appropriate for your brand and how comfortable your brand is and, and where your, um, I think Cassidy said it really well. Like, wh when do you need to step in and when do you, when do you need yeah. to just allow it? I mean, Absolutely. I'm, um, you know, I'm not as good. I, sometimes I think I should be better and sometimes I think I'm really good with it. But what I've chosen is, you know, I'm the guy that doesn't wave the flag. It's not my opening story that I'm an open gay guy, you know. Um, to me, it's kind of boring. Um, it just is what I am. Yeah. My way to make a difference is more, I, I find that familiarity and engagement in some ways allows people who are uncomfortable to have a more comfortable conversation. So rather than and I'm not gonna say pushy, that's the wrong word, but rather than being more obvious, I'm more subtle in my approach. And I have found that that works really well for me and for the people that I engage with. I never, I'll tell a story later if you wanna hear it about what Jim Carpenter, my our, the founder and CEO of Wild Birds Unlimited, the lesson that I got when I was 25. So a, a year or two ago. Um, I think it's a great story because I think it's important to understand how to talk um, as an ally down here in Alabama, one of the tactics I use, because you can't be overly aggressive in your approach necessarily if you want to reach people. So mm -hmm. my tactic seems is more along the lines of what is the lowest common denominator we can agree on? And then yeah. let's go from there. And sometimes it's as far down as we don't want a kid to die. You know, yeah. we want kids to be mentally healthy and safe and secure, period. And if you can launch from that point, I mean, sometimes it's a lot more high level, but tell that story because I do think it's a, it's a nice way to show how your franchise brand has handled um, you in such a, a loving and accepting way. Okay. Well, I was 25 or 26. I was very young. Um, and You're still very young to us. Oh, I <laughs> We're all young at heart. At heart. Thank you. Um, and bless you, Mark. Um, <laughs> So it, 
I was in a relationship that that was ending. It didn't work out. It was clearly clearly I was stressed out. It was difficult. I was moving, and I had um, just never talked about it. Right. I had a, a I had a roommate. I was just very very quiet about it. And Jim Carpenter pulled me in his office, and he's like, "I know something's going on. Um, your work is fine. You're doing a great job, but I can tell you're stressed out. Can we talk about it?" And I said, yes. And, he, and he's like, Paul, just so you know, we know you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, that's okay. And I'm like, oh, but you know, of course the relief comes over you. Yeah. It's like, and he's like, it's no big deal. No one cares. He said, it's never been your lead story. You've got way more other things about you that are more interesting than who you love. Mm -hmm. um, but we want you to know that you're fine here. It, you're, it's a safe spot and, you know, we, we are going to add, I think it didn't happen until later, but we've added a, we embrace diversity to our values statement, which is given to every one of our franchisees and all of our candidates. Um, Any, I just said, well, what happens? What, what do I do when somebody asks me about my wife? which happens, you know, when you're in development, you're talking, I mean, you're helping people, oh, yeah. a big major decision. You do get personal sometimes. You're asking them really personal questions like, I need your social security number and your personal financial statement, right? Yeah. You know, what is going on in your life that may affect your ability to really embrace this business and, and make it thrive? And, and questions like that, they're deep. People ask you questions in kind, right? Yep. And he said, I said, I usually try to avoid it. And he's like, that's not okay. You're, you need to give an honest answer where you're comfortable. You know, you don't have to go into great detail if you're not comfortable. And, but he said, you're not allowed to avoid the question because avoiding the question is a lie. Mm -hmm. And you're in development. And we have <laughs> number, you know, your transparency is another one of oh, our, yeah. you have to do this. You have to correct them and say you have a partner at the time, you know, um, now I have a husband. Um, that was a long time ago. Um, and I said to him, this is the part, it me that I may crack up just a little bit because it does get me a little emotional where he, yeah. I said, what do I say or what happens if somebody doesn't want to join the Wild Birds Unlimited franchise system because I'm gay? And Jim Carpenter said, I'll give you, I'll give you two answers. I'll, I'll give you the same answer but from two different approaches. It's like one personal, we don't want those people in our system. Mm -hmm. We want people who embrace diversity. That is one of our values. We want people who love everybody. That's my personal answer. That's our culture answer. So here's my profit answer is we're retailers. Retailers want us, our mission is to bring people and nature together. We want everyone in the world to feed birds. That's our big mission. Hopefully they buy the product from us. <laughs> but they're retailers. They need to welcome somebody who comes in who's LGBTQ plus community. There wasn't as many number letters on it at that point, but you know, a gay or lesbian at the time. We want to embrace them. If they're green, gray, black, brown, yeah, whatever, everyone comes in. I don't care if they're Catholic, Episcopalian. <laughs> agnostic, whatever, everyone is welcome. And that is a profit. Mm -hmm. 
position to be in because everyone's business will grow if more people are welcome. So that's just the answer. And he said, if anyone gives you any app or any questions that are uncomfortable, you just come to me and I'll take care of it. Yep. And it was just, yeah. It was so when you're 25 years old and you've not been forthcoming with that in your business, what does that do for you? It empowers you. It makes you proud. It makes you breathe mm-hmm. that you Relief. don't have to worry about it, which is, I mean, this is, uh, there's the, the profit thing. So I think a lot of people from this community and from other communities, women who have not been able to climb the quote unquote corporate ladder because there's a ceiling because of misogyny own their own business and franchising is such a great way to do it because they can have, they can eliminate that ceiling. Right. And they can actually take and build the culture that they want. They want, and they can empower others from other diverse communities, including old white straight guys, you know, and that's, and that's always interesting because we talk and Elizabeth mentioned before too, about how that's kind of been what franchising has been run by and known by right for years and years is the old white guy. Mm -hmm. And so obviously we work to really shatter that image because that's not really what we, maybe we still are predominantly that way, but we're working, I think everybody's working really hard to change that. I mean, we are far more diverse in it as a whole in franchising than ever before. Yeah. I mean, I think that if you think about, oh, go ahead, Paul. No, I was just going to say, it goes back to, you know, and, and actually Mark made a good edit on my conversation where why do you need, well, hopefully there'll be a day you don't need uh, to celebrate pride or celebrate. Uh, it's Tourette's month. It's women's month. It's black history month. It's mental health month. And actually I, I'm going to retract that because you know what? Mm-hmm. Celebrating the diversity increases the, um, it increases the color of the rug we're all weaving and mm-hmm that kind of diversity actually creates more interest, more points of view and more excitement. So I'm gonna stop saying that we should, the celebration should be obsolete. Hopefully the, what, we'll, what we'll eliminate is the fight. Yes. Right, right. Yeah, and, and I think if we- will be able to know, celebrate the diversity. Yeah, yeah and I, I also wanna make sure you think about your experience when you're young. And I certainly had my experiences where I had to stay in the closet and I actually worked for a company I will mention prior to coming here where it was very much an old boys club and I wasn't invited to things because I didn't have a wife. Um, And while I wasn't necessarily real open about it, I wasn't necessarily hiding it either. And I want to make sure that Pride Month and all of these events and discussions help the youth today that are in the same situation we were in, right? It may not be that society is the issue as much anymore because society is way more open with gay marriage and all that. But let's face it, there's a lot of hate out there. And there are many people, unfortunately, that are raising their kids that way. And so I want those children and other adults that went through what we went through as youngsters to be able to say, there is an outlet for me. There is a place for me. I am going to be welcome. And, you know, I'm sorry if my family doesn't understand. They'll either come around or they won't. But that's not a reason for me to live in kind of a prison almost. Um, And I I think that's important. You know, I agree a little bit, a lot with what Jim told 
Paul, you know, we added to, we, and I think any franchise, or if you're not doing this, should do it. We track classifications of all groups of minorities, uh, all groups uh, for our franchise. So that when we want to do PR and we want to communicate to them, I know who's LGBT, I know who's military, I know who's black, I know who's Hispanic, I know who is um, uh, other issues. And we had a candidate who said, you have LGBTQ on here. If you support that, I don't want to be a part of your franchise. Why is that even on the application? Hmm. And I was like, you don't want somebody like you then, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I was mortified that somebody would actually be, how does that affect you negatively? It you has no I mean. effect in you. And if that's your narrow thinking, yeah. then to, to the point that Paul raised about Jim, then I don't want you in our brands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what I think is interesting as, as we have this conversation, I think back to some of the other franchisors that we've talked to and especially some of them, one is in mental health. Ellie Mental Health. One is Daniel Stein with um, Special Strong. And the thing that I really enjoyed about both of those franchisors is saying, listen, just because you have the money, just because you come in here and you can afford to buy a business doesn't mean we're going to award you one. Mm -hmm. Because you need to feel what we feel. Because again, they're working with an underserved um, and maybe underrepresented uh, community, right? The mental health community and the um, the special strong deals with kids with palsy and all kinds of other issues that um, isn't what you and I might deal with. And so I think it's really great that they have such strong values and feelings about making somebody, it's the interview process to be awarded one of those franchises is more about who you are as a person than what you're being and I think that's so, so important. Because that's going to go to the culture you create in your business, right? And if the culture in your business is not one that's welcoming, you can't pick your customers when they walk in the door. I don't care what brand you operate. I can't say, well, I'm not going to wait on you because you hate gays or you are gay or whatever the reason is. And so uh, certainly we all want franchisees that are going to welcome everybody in that door with open arms, including employees. Yeah. So Mark, in some states, you can actually say, I don't want to wait on you. Alabama is one of them. You can refuse yes. medical care. You can refuse service based on religious exemption. There, there yeah. is a map, an equality map that you can click on that tells you which states have anti-laws. So in terms of that, like I, I went to my son to get his wisdom teeth out and I could tell the guy was not okay. And I was a little bit nervous because Luke was under anesthesia. You know, it was one of the scariest moments as a parent where I felt oh, I can imagine. like we could be <laughs> removed if they realized because- when he was under anesthesia, Lady Gaga came on and he was singing like nobody's business. And I was like, oh Lord, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> but who doesn't do that? Come on. Right. I know, but you know, this guy, I was like, he's gonna, he's gonna figure it out. So in terms of the IFA, what what are y'all looking toward in the future in terms of initiatives that you want to do? Is there gonna be any kind of lobbying to be have more inclusive laws on the books in some of the states that franchises operate in? Because there are quite a few that still have religious exemptions where you don't have to serve a customer. And I think in, in the franchising systems themselves, you can have policy where that you're not allowed to do that. Um, yeah. But what kinds of things is the IFA Pride Council looking toward as we go forward in the future in terms of accomplishment and creating that uh, culture of inclusion? I mean, I can say a few words and then Paul, you can jump on whatever I don't cover, I guess. I mean, and Cassidy, feel free to jump in. Yeah, anybody yes. there. I want to ask Cassidy after about what her role is, but go ahead, Mark. 
Yeah, I think that, you know, this started as a small grassroots efforts from Paul and I, and, and of course, then COVID kind of put a screeching halt to it. Um, but I'm excited about our initial trip to Washington, where we met with the LGBTQ Chamber of Commerce, which is a huge pro-business. They have certifications and things of that nature. Um, we also met with GLAAD. Uh, we met with Congress. So while we have not yet embraced efforts on the legislative side, the good news is we're now part of the Diversity and Inclusion Council for the IFA or Institute. And I know that they work against hate and things of that nature. And so I'm excited under Ursula, who leads that, uh, who is a phenomenal leader, um, that we will start to address some of those issues. But I think it's most about having the conversation, making people feel welcome, um, and, and sharing, we have a, a, a another webinar coming up about what everybody can do in their business to embrace anything. In this case, we're talking about Pride Month, but it could be any other month that recognizes groups. So um, I'm excited. It's expanding and it's growing. Cassidy's on the council now. So we've got allies and others. And uh, we see it as an area that we may have a small group, but we want everybody to feel like they can be a part of it and support it. And so, yes, I would hope that eventually we would work uh, against those uh, fights, as you talked about, through the Diversity Institute, because I think that's really where it belongs. But mm -hmm. at least IFA has the foot in the door with legislators who we can sit down and have those positive conversations with. And Scott, uh, uh, Paul and I have done that. We've had several conversations with legislatures from various states. Um, and, and that was very eye-opening. And then we met with the um, uh, the, the legislative caucus that deals with uh, LGBTQ and other minority issues. And that's eye-opening to me. And to be there in Washington and have those conversations is great. We'll never wipe it off the face of the earth. You know, Elizabeth, before this started, I'm not telling you anything out of school, but, you know, we talk about the states we live in. I live in yeah. Texas. Not exactly one of the most embracing states when it comes to those things. And, and I hope that as people know people that are gay or any group that's affected, it will broaden the horizon. It yeah. won't for everybody, but I sure hope we can have some impact. So, well, when you love Paul, someone. I don't know what you want to add to that. But. I, I thought, I think you did, did a great job. I think, you know, we have to set our sights um, in a re reasonable fashion. So, you know, fighting for just general LGBT right uh, Q rights or transgender rights in a state and you know bathroom accessibility and that seems a little bit out of the scope of what the pride council um what can do and and certainly we we all may want to do that individually and but from a from a business standpoint it's really to educate the industry at, to, to the value of having a more diverse group, welcoming a group, um, why they, our found, you know, in our, my system, you look at the top, I, we went to our uh, like top of, uh, event of all of our top producing stores at our conference. I'm like, oh my gosh, there are so many people here who are in my, that community, that part, one of those, my community, the LGBTQ plus community. And, you know, I'm talking to them, I'm like, 
tell me about this. And they're like, well, you made it clear early in the process that this was a company that didn't care and that embraced it. Yeah. And yeah. that was not what we felt. We felt uncomfortable talking to some other franchise brands. Um, and you made it real clear. It's no big deal. And that helped us feel comfortable about it and then engage more to real to um, basically unearth all the other great benefits, the business benefits of being a part of our concept. Yeah. That should make you so proud. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it does. It, I mean, it does. really, because that's, and, and you know, take that and then mix it with a message of these generations that are coming up and coming into franchising. Yeah. Hit those targets. And I mean, you're, you've got a gold mine of people who just are looking for a place. Yeah. And it's a legacy. You got it. It's a great legacy. Yeah. You guys are all, and, and Cassie, I'm including you in that too, because doing this for work sure. and making people feel safe, that brand is going to live longer and stronger because of that diversity that you guys have created in that culture. Cassidy, tell us, um, we're, we're about it to the end of our time, but tell us what it, what it was important to you about joining the IFC, IFA, IFC, sorry, <laughs> IFA Pride Council. And what is it that allies can do um, to accomplish all of these goals that we've been talking about? Right. So, you know, I, you guys know me, you know, that I like to talk, you know, <laughs> that, you know, I've been on this show uh, before and, and I've been speaking up a lot as an ally example here. I want to hear the voices of Mark and Paul. I want to be able to be a support to that and, and amplify the voices of the LGBTQ plus community. And there are ways that I think as for me, um, not to, I, I, I think that there are ways to educate, educate as, uh, Paul was saying, um, to the, to the broader world. One of the things that I know the IFA to the question that you had earlier, um, is to, uh, one of the things they're doing is to try and educate on franchising for younger generations. And this is an opportunity for the IFA to not just educate younger generations, but make sure that, that the franchising community is an open and welcoming place for those generations. And so if you ask, you know, what's the future of franchising look like? If you ask how we can be allies in shaping that future, I would just say, honing in for, for me and other allies on education support, amplifying the voices that are um, really key in, in making a difference and setting an example for what diversity can look like in franchising and, and having that impact on younger generations. Can I, can I add to this? And I just thank Cassidy, you know, uh, he's a dear friend of mine, not just a professional ally and connection, but having those allies who may not you know, she, you, black people supporting white people, white people supporting black people. It opens up the doors. The allies actually exponentially amplify it because there are people who will, may not come to me, may not come to Mark, knowing that we are gay or mm -hmm. come to some, you know, Patty Rother, who, you know, is op openly a lesbian. They may not come to them to say, I don't get it. I'm uncomfortable with it, but they would go to Cassidy. They'd go right. to Michelle, yeah. They'd yeah. go to, um, you know, all of those friends, those allies who are there with us and they have a wider door to open. Mm -hmm. 
it's can so I, true. Yeah, go ahead, Cassidy. Well, just can I speak right now to other allies out there or people who it. don't know how to meet allies asking yeah. questions? If you're if you don't know, just ask a question. If you don't know the letters, if you don't know like the the language, if you don't know how to approach someone, just ask questions because yeah. no one in the LGBTQ community, no other ally is going to sit there and say, I don't want you to understand or I don't want you to know. And it's a constant growing and learning process. It's constantly changing as we evolve, um, as everything is. But it's so important to just not have that fear because take that fear away and that's that's where we have an open community yeah. so i think that's great cassie mm -hmm. you know my daughter said to me the other day i was talking about um one of the kids in our community who has recently come out and um, i slipped because i've always known him since he was two now she and and my daughter said well did you even ask their pronouns and i went oh my god i, I was i supposed to do that and she yeah. said mom that's really the first thing you need to do is ask pronouns so the next time I saw this child, I'm like, listen, I'm really sorry. I'm learning this right now, you know, kind of on the fly. I forgot to ask you, what are your pronouns? Mm -hmm. and, and she said, she heard. And I'm like, okay, good. Now I, now I feel like I've made that connection. Mm -hmm. and now I get the name change. Now it all fits into this little package for me. And I think it's important for people, because I'm an ally too, with children that are going through all this. And it's so important when you say ask the question right something as simple as that and so many of these kids go home and their parents will flat out say i don't care who who you're who you are outside of the house or what you want to be called outside of the house but in this house you're going to be what i what i named you in this house you're going to be how you were born and it's they have to have a safe place to go and if that happens to be my business okay that happens to be my house okay but we have to start asking the questions Cassie I think you were so right at, on that absolutely well guys this has been a great show I'm so appreciative of you um and I as an ally and a mother um have been in businesses where it, I was uncomfortable or I felt like I had to censor myself and so I very much appreciate that the people on my team at Pillars are embracing of a, of a pride show. Um, that's not always the case. And anytime you guys have news and you want to come on and talk about what you're doing in the pride council or in your own businesses with your diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, we would love to have you back. Um, we're just go around really quickly, Paul, then Mark, then Cassidy, tell us if a viewer would like to reach you and learn more about your businesses, how can they do that? Um, and then we'll wrap up. Paul Pickett, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can also, my, my email is my last name followed by my first initial. So Pickett, P at WBU.com. Shoot me an email, send me a message on LinkedIn. That's probably the easiest. All right, thank Mark. you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for doing this. This has been amazing and enlightening. And uh, thank you for the allies that are here as well. We really appreciate that. Mark Jamison, uh, I'm, uh, my, uh, our website is Propelled Brands, and you can learn about our brands there. And my bio is in our P-R-O-P-E-L-L-E-D brands. My email address is mark.jameson, like the whiskey, J-A-M-E-S-O-N, at propelledbrandsoneword.com. I'm also on LinkedIn and that may be easier as well, but thank you for being a part of today and thank you for hosting this. Cassidy? Yeah, so you can 
definitely find me on LinkedIn. And also, if you want to shoot me an email, you can do so at ford.cassidy at thefranchiseticker.com. Perfect. Awesome. Well, we'll also have all that posted on our website as well for our viewers and listeners if they, for whatever reason, weren't in a position where they can write that down. Yep, absolutely. All right. Thank you, guys. Happy Pride Month. And we'll be talking to you again soon. Thank you so much. Thank Happy you. Month. Happy Pride Month. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.